Welcome, everybody, to Blissfully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and nerd news in general. I'm Bliss, and as always, I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Kelty and Kendra. Hi! Hello! Hello, everyone, once again, to the podcast. (laughs) Trying out something new. (laughs) Saying more words. It's working! (laughs) For this audio format. (laughs) So, how are y'all? Good week? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, does anyone have a good week anymore? No. <laughs> um, did you guys see the new Thor trailer? I did. I did. I thought it was cute. I want to talk about it. Yeah. I, uh, see, I, I really did like the first Thor movie way back in 2010, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Famous Shakespearean actor and director who I, I think was a genius move in, in hiring him, uh, back when the MCU was very young and still kind of wobbly. Hiring him to do the soap opera space viking family cosmic drama um, amongst the gods type movie (laughs) that they ended up making. (laughs) I feel, yes, like, at least prior to, like, the turn toward like a more comedic uh a comedic tone that Kenneth Branagh doing the first Thor movie and and treating these larger than life characters like like something out of a Greek tragedy or something out of an actual Nordic myth was was a super genius move because that so easily could have been stupid over the top overdone cheesy melodrama the kind of which, like, like a Batman v Superman type thing, mm. the kind of which just falls so flat. And I think that Kenneth Branagh's experience as, uh, as a Shakespearean actor and director helped him ride that really narrow line of, like, larger than life, over the top, cosmic, godlike characters, while also at the heart maintaining, like, a family drama between siblings that made it somewhat relatable. It wasn't just all, like, made-up sci-fi jargon and people shouting weird Nordic words. Mm. <laughs> also helped the fact that uh, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tom Hiddleston had crazy good on-sc- on-screen chemistry. They were great foils to each other. Um, and Chris Hemsworth's really funny. Like... I feel like, you notice it in the first movie, again, if you're like me and a psychopath and you really like the first Thor movie and you think it's the best Phase 1 MCU movie, um, he's actually really funny and likable. And then in the later, like, Avengers movies, when you see him, and then in the second Thor movie that wasn't that great, he just has this, like, humorless scowl seriousness about him all the time. It's not really suited to the character. Uh Uh-uh. But then Taika Waititi, I guess, realized that Chris Hemsworth's really funny, and the concept of cosmic space Vikings is really funny, and we should we should have some laughs with it. And then they did. But I really like the first Thor movie. Um, I think it's one of the the better Phase One movies. Uh, and I really liked Kenneth Branagh. Apparently, working with Marvel was a bit of a nightmare, which is why he didn't come back, which was a shame. But I understand. And it's also why the second one sucked so bad. Yeah, the second one's real bad because 
no one knew what to do with Thor, I guess. Other than Kenneth Branagh and Taika Waititi. Other than these two very different directors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I am I am looking forward to to where they take Thor's character because I actually he is my favorite Avenger. Uh, I for one, people at least in my stupid corner of the internet got like fake outraged over the treatment of Thor's character in uh, the last two Avengers films, Infinity War and Endgame. Um, brief recap. Uh, Thor is like nearly catatonically depressed at the at the uh, the beginning of Endgame for most of Endgame because uh, after after years uh, of trying to to write his family and save it and get everyone back together into some semblance of the family that he knows and loves from childhood, uh, they're all dead. His mother's dead, his father's dead, his adopted brother was killed gruesomely in front of him after coming faking his own death a few times, and then they fail to stop the supervillain, and half of the universe sentient life forms blink out of existence. So yeah, he's he and the other escaped Asgardians are just living on the coast in Sweden, just hanging out, just not doing anything. <laughs> and he's like, he's just playing video games with the rock monster from Thor Ragnarok, whose name I never remember. It's like Korg or something. Um, it's Taika Waititi. It's Taika Waititi <laughs> voices him. And he's like, got a beard and dreadlocks because he hasn't combed his hair and he's like gained weight. And he's just like, just... Sad, sadly, parasuicidally depressed. And people, at least, again, in my stupid corner of the internet where everyone's too sensitive, uh, thought that this was, like, somehow making fun of depression or making fun of people with clinical depression, people who are suicidal. And I was like, no, they're not! <laughs> like, it is played for laughs a little bit, again, because Chris Hemsworth's a funny actor, and... Seeing Thor, the character who is literally like a deity and is famous in a, in a film full of ripped superhero bods. He is famous for his amazing fucking Adonis physique. Just Chris Hemsworth has. He's a freak of nature and he's beautiful. And yes, it's funny to see him in a fat suit and just be a schlub. And like the thing about Thor is that he's very blunt. And so just oftentimes he says things in a blunt way that is funny. And so he's like, no, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to play, I'm going to play some World of Warcraft or whatever the fuck. And I don't care about superheroing and, and get, get out of my village or whatever. But his depression, his like suicidal ideation is not for jokes. No. Like he means that shit. And they have several cases where he is like, oh, it's a suicide mission? Sign me up. Like, yeah. I'll do it. That's great. I don't have anything to live for anymore. Yeah. And it's it's played sadly. <laughs> well, and I also, like, I have news. Like, depressed people make jokes. Yes. It's all we do sometimes. <laughs> like, we have, <laughs> we have nothing except our sense of humor. It's the only thing keeping us alive most of the time. We're gonna be making jokes about how we don't care and how we've gained weight and how we don't. Nothing means anything nothing to means us anything. anymore. Yes. Like, and it bothered me that people were like, this is making fun of people 
who struggle with this, and it's like, no, it's not. This is... This, this is, is relatable. The, this is the real shit, man. This is what being catatonically depressed is like. And, yeah, so, anyway, uh, we can talk more about that, I guess, because I, I, I thought that uh, Thor's treatment in Endgame was, was absolutely fine. It was the logical place for that character to go, because I feel like he had perhaps suffered the most yeah. out of anyone. He was the only one who had the last member of their family crushed to death in fucking Josh Brolin's purple meaty mitt right in front of them. And <laughs> despite literally, like, oh, what what fucking happens in... Yeah, they, like... Meets, I don't know, I was catatonically He meets depressed. Peter Dinklage and he, like, rips a star in half and stuff to forge the Warhammer and whatever. Right. Goes goes through a lot. And, and still fails! Yes, mm-hmm. kill can only kill me if I die. That's fucking inspirational shit, I don't care. That's fucking um, beautiful, man. Uh... And then to still fail, yeah, yeah, I, thank goodness that, uh, Tessa Thompson is there to fucking keep him alive and breathing, (laughs) otherwise he just would have jumped into the sea, I feel. Yeah. But now, seems that, like, from the trailer, he's he's found some peace. He's coming around a little. He's doing, oh god, the bit where he's doing the fucking cross-training with the giant chains. Yeah, <laughs> that shit cracked me up. God. Yeah, like getting it's the strongest, the strongest Avenger, Avenger on, his hat. on his little hat because he is fucking Cute. fight me, and yeah, he's meditating on a mountaintop and he's found some inner peace. It seems, and thank goodness, and he's quite literally buried the hatchet. Yes, yeah. his little his warhammer is now and they planted it. Um, I don't know. It kind of looks like him and Taika Waititi, rock monster Korg. They seem to be going to different worlds at one point, and like they're just they're looking at like the the slaying bodies of monsters that are now skeletons, and looking like they're yeah they're like going on I don't know a greatest hits tour or something. I'm not sure the 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 plot is a little mysterious still, obviously because it's it's just a teaser. But Thor is hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. He sounds like from the voiceover he is like my superheroing days are behind me. It only brought me a lot of pain. I lost everyone I cared about. And we're just we're just gonna take it easy for the rest of eternity, I guess. And yeah, that that's really all the trailer reveals. Also Tessa Thompson in a suit. Yes. Which did a lot for me personally. Yes. Um very brief shot of her in a nice in a nice suit and jacket. Ooh, it was nice. Looking disappointed. Oh, Being yeah. king oh. king of New Asgard. Oh god, no, I love everything in this trailer from the opening sequence of him aging as he's running through the trees and you get to see him in his cheesy 1970s outfit down to the fucking sweet child of mine playing because that is that is a very dear song to me all the way down to the end when lady thor appears Lady Thor. Yes, I am hyped Yay. for Lady Thor. I'm actually <laughs> super hyped for Lady Fucking Thor. lay it on me. Because as much as I do like the Thor <laughs> films, uh, even sort of the second one, even though I acknowledge it's not good, the treatment of Jane is is bad. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell, you can tell that, mm-hmm. and from the interviews I've read and th- things that are obvious... Uh, in like the filmmaking process, they really go back and forth a lot on what to do with Jane. Like there was a point 
in writing the second film where they were going to like acknowledge the fact that they don't have much of a romantic connection other or they don't have much of a like deep personal connection outside like an initial romantic fling which is true but then mm-hmm. they try to go back on that and try and just make it a true love story which is super weak and then they just either Natalie Portman didn't want to come back or they just wrote her out of fucking Ultron and um Thor Ragnarok and yeah, you can tell that they Ultron. they they struggled with what to do with Jane's character and her relationship with Thor. They struggled with a lot in Ultron. Listen, we don't talk about Ultron. Yeah, they struggled with a lot in Ultron. And I know that fucking Natalie Portman didn't want to come back, uh, which is understandable. And so I'm hoping, apparently, uh, if like my, my fucking gossip sources are correct, Taika Waititi talked her into it, I'm hoping that they, they do her some justice. Mm-hmm. Wherever they take the Lady Thor storyline, because there's a lot of fodder in the comics for them to utilize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited. Honestly, I think Taika Waititi is an excellent director. I think he did a great job with the last film. I think he really understands Thor's character and is finally fleshing out uh, <laughs> what at least I'd like to see out of Thor in the MCU, what Thor deserves anyway, to have an emotional arc because he's gone through so much. And one of the things I love about the MCU is they are able to incorporate a lot of the more obscure storylines from the comics. So you don't go into the films knowing exactly what's going to happen. I think you're going to get a lot of that with Thor's storyline in the film anyway. And Gore the God Butcher as the villain. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of storyline for Lady Thor. But, you know, I do have faith that Taika Waititi will be able to do her justice. And even though there's not a lot of lore, her story is very interesting. Uh-huh. So I'm excited to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lady Thor. <laughs> I'm also really hoping that they don't just do a captain marvel where it's just like she's a woman and that's like the whole that's like the whole conflict of the movie her hero oh my god do do you remember that trailer bliss the captain marvel trailer i no no okay i may be stopping a feminist i have to oh my god I gotta go find it, but there is a moment where, and it's like, it's, it's like a fake trailer. It's like, it feels it's, fake. it's like a comic book dude's like worst nightmare yeah. for a trailer because there's like, you know, there's like shots of, of Carol Danvers, you know, Brie Larson, Carol Danvers doing stuff and there's voiceover and then a title card fades into screen and it says hero and then the O fades away and it just <laughs> Says her. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. Like that shit. Oh, and, and, and I was just like, oh. the scene in um at the end of Endgame, just the big fuck off space alien battle on the side of a hill scene, where just all the female characters, just, all the women, just, just were the club, stand in a line, and they just they I don't even remember what they're tossing around. It's like. I think it's the Infinity Gauntlet with, like, a few of the gems 
that they're trying to get into it. I don't remember. But there's just this long extended sequence where all of the women just get together for a girl power moment. Uh, don't they do... Which so- is <laughs> a little embarrassing. <laughs> I think it's something to do with Tom Holland. I think he has the gauntlet no, or yes, the stones I think, or something. I think Spider-Man has one of the Infinity Stones and they literally toss him around like a football. Which is funny like and, and like fine for a for a little tight, for a small little sequence in that fight scene, just wish that they didn't have the huge, cheesy, like, pose for girl power moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, it. and this, this is, I like, I you actually... Just, could have just shown the women being competent superheroes instead. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I actually, I mean, Captain Marvel was fine. I, I didn't, uh, like, it, it didn't, like, blow my socks off or anything. But it was cute, and I liked it, and I liked the, like, nostalgia of like the the 90s and everything and um, i liked i liked sam jackson i liked him getting to flesh out nick fury a yeah little bit. yeah rather than cute. just him being the cool mysterious leader guy he got also, a little bit of characterization that was fun yeah that was really fun and i like the the lesbian chemistry because that was canon i don't, <laughs> I don't care what anybody says but like yeah it was it was pretty basic in any in every other sense yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, it wasn't a knockout, standalone, super frail, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah so the, the, the title cards go, like, in 2019, discover what makes her, and then A and O fade up, and it's a hero. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, yeah. wow. I'd rather... I'd rather not. <laughs> and this is coming from somebody who, like, I was moved by the nothing to prove to you line. Mm-hmm. I know that's cheesy, but, like, it's I have- superhero a, movie. Yeah. They're cheesy. That's It's a fine. superhero movie, and I have cheesy needs. And I was like, ah, yeah, same. But, like, there's a limit. And I found it, and it was the, the hurra hero bit. <laughs> Yeah, and the Captain Marvel as a film kind of left me kind of cold, which was a shame because I like Carol Danvers and I think her appearances in the other Avengers films have been good. Mm-hmm. And I I just the movie felt very the movie felt kind of rushed, kind of like oh yeah, this one. Like it kind of just like tacked on and just kind of shoved in our hands like we we were kind of like, "Oh, okay, so like all these other movies are happening like the rest of the the rest of the MCU's happening and they were like yeah don't forget this one and it's like it's a girl and, and they're just like <laughs> it's a girl this time like, oh thank you and that's that's like her only trait too yeah like, it's that <clears throat> it kind of felt she's like the girl one it kind of felt like a, <coughs> the doctor shoving the baby in your arms but like you weren't pregnant does it so, feel like that Kelsey is that a circumstance you're familiar with? N- no. Well, yes, but no. Um. <laughs> That's clear. <laughs> There's a story there, but we don't have enough time to unpack that. Yeah, I don't. It's it's a long. Um, but like, yeah, it just felt kind of like, oh, thanks for the afterthought. Like, yeah, and or just that the i the the concept. Of a woman superhero was enough to carry the film. Yeah. Like, it was fucking Smurfette. Yeah. Like, oh, she's she's, she's one of the girl, girl. ones. Like, and that's, like, that's the whole right. character trait. Thank you. I, and, like, again, I like Carol Danvers. And the movie wasn't 
bad. Like, I thought it was, like, a fun time. No, it wasn't awful. It was just no. kind of mediocre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was It was pretty mediocre, and, like, yeah, it was better than Ultron. Um, but, like... That's not hard. Yeah. And it was fine. It was, it was basically Ant-Man, but with a woman. But with a woman, yeah. And it was, like, eh, fun. Like, I am looking forward to the Marvels, though, because you'll have three strong female heroes. Uh, so maybe this time it will be better. I mean, yeah, the, the, they can't all just be the woman. Yeah. That time. <laughs> they have to have some other character trait as well. Also, um, the Ms. Marvel trailer, I think, uh, looks pretty cute. It looks really that cute. Looks yeah, so I'm good. excited for that. That looks like superhero Scott Pilgrim. It looks fun. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It's very much Disney trying to market the MCU in a Disney XD market. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm here for but it. You know what? Aside, I'm yeah. here for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they're going to fucking own everything, then I hope they can make a few good TV shows and movies out of it. Like, mm-hmm. what, what am I going to do? Like, how, how could I possibly ask Disney to please make less money? Like, yeah. yeah. And if it brings me Young Avengers, some sort of Young Avengers series, please. All I want is a Young Avengers series. <laughs> well, um, uh, fucking, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, America Chavez? Yes. She's going to be in it. I know. Yeah. I'm She's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's that. Mm-hmm. She's cute. That and with the um, multiverse of madness, I, I'm still hoping that for looks pretty good. Wanda's boys. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi has come has come full circle and is now directing superhero movies again. I love you, Sam Yay! Raimi. I'm so happy to see you back, baby. Do you know what I love though? Is I also love how angry the neck beards and incels are. Oh my god, they're about, so mad. About Lady Thor and, yes, mm-hmm. Love and Thunder. And the fact trailer. that, yeah, Thor is a cuck now. Thor is a cuck what? now. <laughs> yeah. That is their biggest <laughs> complaint. Because he's, he's got feelings. He's got feelings and there's a woman. <laughs> he cried a lot in the first movie. In the first movie, all of them are in tears all the time. Literally, like, nonstop Revisionist crying. history. There was nothing okay, funny in the whatever. first movie. And there was no one ever crying except for that cuck Loki. Yeah, okay, I guess. Literally, they refused to acknowledge that there was any humor in the first movie. At all. Yeah. Because no one ever remembers the moment where he chunks a coffee cup at the ground and screams, Another! Another! another." Or, I love, one of my favorite small things is that when he's walking around, he doesn't quite get what cars are. So he's just walking down the street and cars are always having to like stop or like honk at him and he just doesn't pay attention to yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Or when he barges into the pet store and is like, I need a horse! <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> like, that's funny! Give me one of like, those oh, large enough to ride. We don't have horses, man. Just like birds. And he's like, I need one large enough to ride then. He's like, you're not understanding. I need, I have transportation issues. <laughs> God. <laughs> or just the part where, like, the Warriors 3 and 6 Found you. come to find him, and they're just walking down the streets, because they just go to different worlds all the time, and they're 
they're like, hey, found you, buddy! And then they, like, they just fucking hug and cheer. It's, it's Or Kat Dennings, <laughs> just, like, the existence of Kat, Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings' whole character, yeah. The whole time. Kat Dennings Everything... was just boobs. She wasn't I funny. I mean, she was both. She can be funny boobs. Yeah. <laughs> she is funny and has amazing boobs. She I can agree. be both. <laughs> I forgot that men don't hear humor when it comes out of a woman's mouth. No. I forgot. But like, yeah. God, are they mad? They're so funny. Like again, the central tension of that film is the the falling out of two brothers who who loved each other very dearly, and one discovering that he's been lied to, and the other one discovering that the first has felt like an outcast his whole life, and he was too oblivious to notice. Yeah. it, at the core of that film is a is a family drama. Yep. That's what Thor is. It's a family drama. With space Vikings. In space. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really... Of, no, go ahead. I was going to say one of my favorite complaints that I saw was somebody saying that Thor has to deal with human emotions instead of God problems like he should be. And I'm like, oh. I saw oh, that. I was, so gods I, don't have emotions. I asked what a god problem oh was, and then he blocked god. me. I mean... Like, I was like, what is a god problem? And uh, he couldn't think of anything, Because gods... There are so many gods in the Marvel <gasps> Universe. So well, many. Which is the central problem that's gonna be the issue in this film. Also, none of them are true deities. Not to be that guy. They're all just superheroes from different worlds. Not to be that guy, exactly. but, um... I was raised Catholic, and uh, God problems are human problems. That's the only time <laughs> that are problems. Because the... Like, I he think... fucking died for my sins or what the fuck ever. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Gore the God... What is it? The God Butcher? Yeah. Being the villain of this film? Like, it's gonna be a God problem anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's spending a lot of time on Earth. It seems like he's out with the Guardians of the Galaxy kicking around in space most of the time. Having God problems. Having God problems, I guess. Because there's a God serial killer on the loose. Yeah, I mean, as godly as us mere mortals with video cameras can create... Jesus Christ. But like their human feelings. (laughs) This is my thing! This is why... The first Thor movie, I think, works so well, and is one of my favorites, is because despite the cosmic scale and the weird costumes and the funny Shakespearean way that they talk sometimes, the central conflict of the movie is a family dynamic, Mm -hmm. which anyone with siblings you don't get along with can relate to, or anyone whose father is a bit of a dickhead can relate to. Like... That's what makes the first film work as thought as as far as I'm concerned is that Kenneth Branagh and the writers were able to yes have a have a silly space viking movie but the central conflict of it the central narrative is a family not getting along yeah and like mm-hmm. that's why it works in my opinion is because the emotional conflict at the center is very human yeah it's yeah, yeah. like i don't even have siblings and I related to that movie. I guess I also I have a dad who sucks. You do have a father sucks. who's a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dad who sucks. But like I I felt it like 
the sad thing is that I always like identify with the the black sheep of the family, and I'm the only sheep in my family, so it's kind of depressing. But like, I identified with Loki, and I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, no one Thor loves him, but didn't really get it, and all this stuff. And I I empathized with Thor in that sense too, and it was a really it was a really well done movie. I think it's really, it's still one of my favorite MCU films that, out of any of them. And, like, trust me, like, I would also think it would be cool if they just went fully, like, avant-garde, experiment, experimental with it and made a movie about what it would truly be like to be a deity living among mortals. But that's not what's gonna happen. Like, they are not gonna make that movie. Disney is not gonna make that movie. So, since I'm operating under the certain assumptions about the sort of film Disney is willing to make, I I would rather have a movie that has a lot of weird and wacky settings and characters, but ultimately is about a relatable emotional struggle. Yeah, like, I don't understand. This is comic books. Do you want the Bible? I, I just... <laughs> I mean, I, I God and the it. devil do exist yes, in this universe. Satan and God are real characters in, in Marvel comic books. They are! That's the thing. But, like, are, do they want it to be more serious? You do understand that it's comics. Like... Like, I get this a lot with nerds, because they don't seem to realize that the thing that they're upset about has been ridiculous the whole time. <laughs> like, Star Wars has always been stupid, my man. Star Wars has been stupid since the beginning. It's, it's stupid. And that's fine. I like lots of stupid things. But, it's... Yes, but... I think that's, no, I think you're truly right that they don't realize it's been stupid the whole time. I feel like when you watch something as a kid that it has a lot of, like, has a relatable emotional conflict, like Star Wars or like superheroes or, or whatever it is, whatever thing you see as a kid and you, it like moves you for the first time. You, because you are a kid and you are uncritical and you kind of, you don't have this cynicism that adults have when they approach media yet. Things can affect you in a in a bigger, deeper way, but they also you you kind of don't notice the stupid parts, or you don't notice the like flaws in in the material. Um, and when you watch it later as an adult with a with an enhanced critical eye and a little bit of cynicism, you kind of you can see the stupid parts, but you still remember it fondly. You still remember this good feeling that it gave you, and then. When you watch new stuff as an adult, because you don't have that initial nostalgia, that good feeling of like being moved by Han, Luke, and Leia and their their struggles as a kid, you're mm-hmm. like, who the fuck are these people? I don't care about any of them. This whole thing's dumb. Like, <laughs> and you you can't access that part of your your inner child where you just you had wonderment of like, oh, they're fighting the space Nazis. Like, Luke can do it. I know he can. He doesn't believe in himself, but Yoda will teach him or whatever. I don't know. I was never a fan of Star Wars. So I'm just <laughs> guessing at what people like about Star Wars. <laughs> uh, these days, it's Baby Yoda, apparently. Baby Yoda or Harry Potter. Like, again, another thing I don't have a fucking... <laughs> another thing I don't have an emotional connection to. But like... I grew up in the era of Harry Potter and now a lot of my friends look at it and they can, they can see the, the problems with it. Um, 
like, narratively or thematically or blah, blah, blah. Like, unrelated from the problems of its author. Mm. Like, this is just wholly unrelated from the person J.K. Rowling has turned into. uh, Or always was, maybe. But, yeah, you can go back and see the, like, the narrative issues, the thematic issues with a more critical eye. But it still, it still means something to you. Like, these characters and worlds still mean something to you. And, you know, as they roll out movie after movie about they've put Dumbledore back in the closet or something. I don't know what's happening with the Fantastic Beasts movies. I don't I don't know. Um, There's like nine plots. They're flopping is what's happening. They're flopping hard. They're yeah. like nine plots to each movie and I don't ever know which which one is supposed it's to like be the a, main it's one. It's like a whole season of Game of Thrones worth of plots packed into to a two and a half hour movie. Anyway, um yeah, like I I, I think that is The thing is that when you become a cynical adult and you try and look at this stuff that is cheesy over the top entertainment with a, with a cynical eye, you, you're missing the fucking point. Like, it's fine to critique things. It's actually good to critique things. Um, but the critique should always be done in good faith and to be like, eh, the, the, Thor movies aren't serious enough for me. That's a bad thing, faith <laughs> critique as far as I'm concerned. Because that's not what those movies were ever intended to do. No, of course not. And I mean, here's the deal. They're still going to go see the film. And they're still going to jack off to Natalie Portman in private while publicly railing against her with their hot takes of, well, actually, it's not Thor. It's Jane Foster wielding the hammer. Because their goal isn't to enjoy the films. Their goal is the art of unenjoying things. (sighs) So yeah, the neckbeards are going to be mad. And I guess apparently Thor has been cucked. But I'm okay with that. (laughs) I don't know. It's a short one, but did we talk about the thing? I needed a happy one this week. Yeah, we talked about the thing. Did we talk about the thing? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yay! Do y'all have a happy? I started reading My Hero Academia. Yay! And I'm having fun. It's a good time. I am basically live tweeting it, and it's really the only thing that I tweet about anymore. And I just... (laughs) I just... I'm basically just live tweeting it at you without... (laughs) actually adding you (laughs) but nobody else on my twitter would give two fucks i read it and it makes me happy it's not my happy it's my bonus happy okay good (laughs) what's your happy babe i don't really have a happy downer sorry i don't (laughs) i've been really busy for the last two weeks i went to the beach that's not media specific, but whatever, <laughs> fuck it. I went to the beach. Yay! That was fun. I sunburned only my knees. Weird. Yeah. I uh, don't know what happened there. You didn't put something. But I went primitive knees. camping in a tent on the beach and got very dirty and sunburned my knees. And it was fun to be away from the internet for about, I don't know, 30 48 hours. I will say this. Yeah, I am, I am not, I am on Twitter so much less frequently than I used to be. Um, cause I've had a Twitter since 2009 and initially I used it as basically a group text to keep in touch with my friends who lived all over the world. And it was such a like fundamental part of 
my online socializing that it didn't even occur to me to stop using it, even though Twitter as a platform had changed so much since then. And I have just recently just stopped using it because I'm at work all day and I can't have my phone out. And I don't fucking miss it. Not at all. Like, I miss old Twitter. Um, I miss Twitter from 10 years ago, but <laughs> I, I don't miss Twitter now that I'm no longer on it. And the only thing that bothers me is I feel like I'm not up to date on current events if I don't check Twitter once or twice. Anyway, speaking of social media, uh, <laughs> you can find us online... Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I forgot all the places we were for a second. At Blissfully Show. We also have a website. It's blissfullystore.company.site. If you're watching us on YouTube, hi, hello, thank you for watching our YouTube. End of sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Just about had a stroke ending the episode, but until next time. Bye! Bye bye, y'all! She was able to tell it was stupid the whole time because she has a dead inner child and is a cynical shell all the way to the core. (laughs)